It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Nashville Predators kick off preseason today with a doubleheader. We'll talk about what we're most looking forward to watching. Plus, the Preds scrimmage maybe reveals a new top-line winger, Cole Smith. We'll debate what we think about that, plus two Preds on the NHL's top 50 players today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. All right, big day, and oh, we it's have so actual hockey tonight. Yes, I know this is so exciting. And not only do we have one game, the hockey gods are smiling on us, and we get two, two games. games. Come on, y'all. Never enough hockey. Today is a good Monday. Good Monday. Yeah, the Preds are going to start out with their traditional doubleheader against Florida. They've done this uh Many, many years oh, wow. in a row now. Uh, I guess just get that Panthers rivalry out of the way early. Uh, so both games are going on in Florida. We'll, of course, uh, be watching them. They're going to be streaming on NashvillePredators.com for anybody that wants to watch. Uh, we'll have our thoughts on that coming up a little bit later today. We're going to talk about what we uh, want to see from the first preseason games. Also have a couple of Preds on the NHL's top 50 list. But we'll start in... Oh, dear. With maybe an answer to uh, one of preseason's great mysteries was who was going to be on the top line. Uh, now that we figured out it's Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg, the question became, oh, who was going to play with them? Uh, I don't think a lot of the fans <laughs> like the answer they got uh, over camp so far. Yeah, I was amazed at the response. Were you? No, my friend. But I have big thoughts about this. So when you think about Ryan O'Reilly, Philip Forsberg, everybody's like, could it be Luke Evangelista? Could it be Phil Tomasino? Could this be a chance for, you know, would they put Gus Nyquist up there? Gus Nyquist and Cody Glass are really working a lot together. So keep that filed away. But the player who has taken a number of drills, spent a lot of time uh, scrimmaging and practicing with Philip Forsberg and Ryan O'Reilly. Deep breath, everybody. Cole Smith. Let's go, baby. Burn Bring it. on the content, Anne. Oh, my goodness. So I just tweeted it out from training camp as a, a, a note. Like, hey, let's talk. You know, what's so interesting? Like, who just tweeted out, hey, Cole Smith practicing on a line with Philip Forsberg and Ryan O'Reilly. What was I thinking, Nick? What was I thinking? You were thinking that there needed to be a great topic for Monday's <laughs> Locked on Predators podcast. And here's the thing. It's not just like 
Cole Smith playing on the top line. It's Cole Smith playing on the top line. And according to you and according to Andrew Burnett, looking pretty good there too. Let me tell you what is true. And people, people have their feelings about Cole Smith and we can dive into that in a minute. But let me tell you what is true. If you had walked into training camp to this practice, and you had watched, you know, uh, a bunch of drills. You had watched the scrimmages. One of the players that would have stood out to you as being, hey, this is somebody who's really playing well. This is somebody who's on top of things on the drill. This is somebody who is finishing chances. This is somebody who is generating chances. It would be Cole Smith. Now, fans, you can like it. You can lump it. But it doesn't make it not true. And this is something that across the board, if you talk to uh, several of the people, you know, several media people that were there, you know, we were all like, is it me or is Cole Smith a standout player in this training camp? And the bottom line is Cole Smith looks fantastic, y'all. He yeah. just does. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, like when when Cole Smith was in the lineup last year, there was a lot of discourse. Uh, there's a lot of, oh, my God, like, what does this organization see? What has John Hines seen him? Why is David Poyle keep, like, pushing him? Why are we sacrificing, like, Ellie Tolvanen for somebody like this? So we got to remember, like, when Andrew Burnett and Barry Trotz came in, the conversation was, okay, we're not going to have those types of situations anymore. We're going to prioritize the younger players. This There's going to be more competition. Yes. There's going to be sort of no room for error in terms of lines. And we're going to give all these younger people a chance. Like you heard Barry Trott say, hey, there's going to be some young players coming for your veteran spots out there. So the fact that Cole Smith is in this brand new system mm-hmm. with brand new people in charge, both at the front office and at the coaching level, And the new people see like the same thing that the old people do. That's not like a damning indictment on anybody. That's more of a, what are we, what did we miss about Cole Smith? Yeah. Maybe is there, is there something about his game that maybe we're not seeing at the surface level, uh, you know, when we kind of have this discourse and it, it seems like, brunette really like likes him it it seems like there is some chemistry in terms of just kind of another piece to help open up uh forsberg and o'reilly and you know it's fascinating and because this really does seem like okay like maybe there's something going on here yeah and i i agree with what you're saying i feel like part of what we're seeing in training camp is we're seeing players that we've seen before adjusting to a very different style of play. And not just from John Hines. I'm talking, this is different even from the Peter Laviolette era. This is a very different style of play. And so we're seeing players that have been in this organization for a while looking a little bit differently because they're playing differently. Cole Smith is one of those players. And Andrew Burnett was asked like, hey, who are some players that stand out to you? And one of the first names he mentioned Cole Smith. And he's not wrong. I know that everybody has big feelings about this Cole Smith thing. And what does he have on David Poyle and all those, you know, ha 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 jokes last season. Let me tell you, Cole Smith looks great, y'all. 
Cole yeah. Smith looks great. He's also put in a ton of work. Like this is a player who really took stock of what happened last season and said, okay, here are the things that needed to be better in my game. And he has worked on those. You know, one of the complaints is people are like, this is a guy who can't finish. And it did take him a while to get that first goal. He had lots of chances. It took him a little while to get that first goal last season. He, um, Emma Lingen had a great article out on Cole Smith talking about, you know, his off season and coming into the season and he built a new house. And part of that, he built a shooting uh, space. This is a guy who has been spending all off season putting pucks on net. And you're seeing that, like, I'm telling you, I know that people don't want to hear it, but y'all Cole Smith looks real good. Now, Everybody looks real good in training camp. So let's see, you know, what's going to happen in some of these preseason games. But this is a player who is keeping up with the pace with Philip Forsberg and Ryan O'Reilly. He is reading play the same speed as Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg. He is finishing his chances like people wanted to see last season. Y'all don't get on Cole Smith. Don't get on Cole Smith. You got to, you've just, I'm telling you, give it a chance. Take it down a notch. Everybody breathe. Yeah. And as you know, this is a player that I think more people would maybe be happy to see elevate uh, had it not been for the Ellie Tolman situation. Uh, I'll, I'll just throw it out there. I think he kind of got the brunt of frustration from that. Yeah. He took that. so much heat last season that wasn't even about him. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see if that line indeed sticks together in the first uh, couple preseason games tonight. Of course, there's two games, so there's going to be a split squad. Um, Andrew Burnett, or, or, you know, I should say past coaches typically keep uh, the lines they want to see together in these games. So we'll see uh, if that is indeed the case tonight. We're going to talk about what else we want to see in the first two preseason games tonight. There's, of course, a lot to watch out for. We're going to get to that in just one second. But first, I want to mention today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved one during the unexpected. Uh, and unfortunately, there has been a lot of unexpected over the past five years or so, of course, COVID, uh, a lot of people have been like trapped overseas and stuff like that without access to medication. So that's why Jace Medical is offering the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have that medication in hand. It's super simple. Jace handles everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code LOCKDOWNNHL at checkout at jacemedical.com. Again, that is J-A-S-E medical.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. 
Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, Ann, we have preseason hockey tonight. Actual hockey. Let's go. Uh, of course, the Preds take on the Florida Panthers in beautiful Sunrise, Florida. Shout out to Armando Velez at Locked On, uh, Locked on Panthers. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, like this is the first time we get to see these Nashville Predators under Andrew Burnett. Uh, what are you most excited to see tonight? Um, I'm very excited to see how the Nashville Predators keep pace against another team. We've talked about it, you know, on Friday. The word from training camp this week from everybody, veterans, rookies, Andrew Brunette, all of us watching is fast. This team is playing so fast. So the first thing that I really am looking for is, are they going to be able to keep that pace um, against another team in a game situation. And I think people will notice a difference. I do think you're going to see a, a different style of play from the Nashville Predators. But let's see how does what we've seen in training camp as far as pace, as far as pushing the puck, you know, playing a, a very north game, moving it quickly. How is that going to translate against, uh, against another team in a game setting? So for me, that's really the first thing I'm looking for. Are they going to keep up this fast pace? Uh, and if they do, y'all, it is it is some exciting hockey. So really curious to see how the pace goes in these two games today. Yeah, I'm with you. Like uh, this is kind of their first chance to see them actually go up uh, against another team. And we, you know, we notice a lot of changes in the scrimmages and stuff. You know, yes. we we notice they're playing a little bit different. Uh, we notice the style. We know like Andrew Burnett the way he likes to roll out lines kind of along the lines of what we talked about where he likes to go four lines. Mm -hmm. um, so this is kind of the, the first test to see, okay, how different is this team? Right. You know, you, you, maybe you're not going to see like some of the roster battles and stuff like that, but you're going to see it in, Ooh, is Philip Forsberg, you know, playing a little bit differently than he has the past couple of years as Roman Yossi, uh, doing something a little bit different. So there's a lot of interesting storylines for that. Uh, the other big thing, Anne, that mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, and this is, I'm sure, something a lot of people have their eye on, is special teams. Yes. Power play in particular yes. has been the bane of the Nashville Predators' <laughs> existence yes. uh, pretty much since 2019. There just haven't been any sort of consistency there. So a lot of people are looking at Andrew Burnett and saying, okay, buddy, like what, what you're, you're the offensive genius here. What are you going to do to help us score with the man advantage? Yeah, this is going to be really interesting. And we didn't get much of a look at the power play and, and what Andrew Burnett was thinking um, early in camp. Yesterday was the first kind of time that he sort of tossed something out there and uh, just to see kind of what happens. And so Andrew Burnett talked after practice about kind of his power play philosophy, what he was trying yesterday. And this is what he had to say about power play. I just put guys out there and hopefully they, hopefully they make plays, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I think you have concepts and ideas. Um, at the end of the day, you, you want to have, let your players have some freedom to be creative, to make plays. You kind of, you give them, options they make decisions and you got to trust that they're going to make the best decision and, and uh i think we go through things or work on things but ultimately they're the ones making the plays again you're, you're trying to create such uh, scenarios where they can make decisions on on who's around so you give them many options they have um and probably some of my tendencies are some of the things that i that i believe are important how the power play works 
How do we find some space? How do we create some through movement? All those kind of things. And I, I still have to get familiar with, with their skill sets. And that's why it was kind of fun today to play different guys, different places. And I'm still really trying to figure everybody out right now. Um, I know they're really good players. I've seen them play in the past, but just see where they fit in different spots and, and go from there. I, I was with him in the first line. Like, <laughs> just, just, throw, just throw some guys out there. See what happens. It's yeah. Simple enough. Yeah. Well, and here's what I really liked. Kind of the word that caught my ear when he was talking about the power play is creative. And there is something to be said for putting guys out there, giving them some options and letting them read the play and make the decisions. And so it'll be interesting to see in these two games today, if the Predators get a chance on the power play, what's it look like now? It's early, y'all. There, there's no real structured system put in place yet on the power play. And, and he's not going to play the power play loosey-goosey like this, you know, down the stretch. But it's going to be really interesting to see the combinations that he puts out there. And also, what can they generate with, with a little bit of freedom on the power play? I think we have some players with a little bit of creativity can, can do some interesting things. So the power play... I think it's going to be really interesting. And, and okay, can you not just kind of like a coach that's like, ah, just throw some guys out there and see what happens? <laughs> like, okay. What's the worst that can happen? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but but I think that the, the key word is creativity. Yes. Uh, I'm with you. And you saw a kind of lack of creativity uh, in, in past yeah, Reds, uh, you know, power play situations where it was just, you know, kind of get it to this one particular area and do this. It, but it's also a balance because I don't think that was sort of the situation under John Hines. Mm -hmm. It seems like the power play was just, you know, there's a lot of puck movement, a lot of, you know, passing, a lot of people skating and, and getting into good areas. The, the problem was just execution. Right. You know, they would make one extra pass. It would bounce off a defender's stick and boom, like there's the, you know, the end of the, you know, the pressure there. Or, you know, they would get a good look and, you know, shoot it wide or shoot it right into the goal or the logo of the goalie. Right. That to me was kind of the bigger undoing the past couple of years. So to me, it's like, okay, what's, what's the fine balance here? Like, how do you be creative? How do you get movement? How do you sort of get the penalty kill disoriented a little bit, but how do you finish? Like, right. how do you get creative ways to get just the easiest shots in the world? Right. That to me, that to me is going to be like the, the biggest challenge for Andrew Burnett. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to watch personnel wise too, because there are a lot of options on the power play when it comes to a very different looking predators roster. So who is the player that you're really watching for in these games? Do you have somebody that you're like, okay, this is, this is somebody that I really want to kind of keep an eye on. I would say Phil Tomasino hmm. is that guy for me. Yeah. Uh, I would say Yoakam Kamel too, just because I think he has been uh, maybe a little bit better than we thought. I know preseason. Yeah. Uh, somebody that I think now you and I are really talking about. It's like uh, maybe he's kind of got maybe the best shot of the team. Yeah, in some of these practices. But the thing for Tomasino is, of course, this is his third uh, year as since, you know, he got, you know, since he made the team in 2021. Uh, of course, we all know what happened last year. For me, I'm looking at, okay, what did Tomasino learn, 
Like right. what did he kind of take away from the experience of coming in and having a really good first year at the Preds wind up going back to Milwaukee last year, coming up at the end of the year? Like what, what did you take away from that? Like what yeah. is the big next step in your development? Like I really want to see him kind of be I would say maybe the leader of the young guys. Yes. Like I want to, of, of all of, you know, him, of Evangelista, Kamel, I want to see Tomasino be the guy that looks most ready to jump into a top six and be an impact guy right now. That's mm -hmm. what I'm hoping to see tonight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there's a uh, preseason hockey and we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, puck drop is, I believe, at uh, one o'clock yep. Central Time, uh, and then Game Two is five o'clock Central Time. Both of those are going to be on the Predators website if you want to take a look. Uh, also, some news from the National Predators this week, kind of maybe more along the lines of news from the NHL, but they are releasing their top fifty players right now. Uh, and a couple of Preds are on the list. We'll see if we agree with where they're placed coming up in just a second. First, want to let you know this episode's brought to you by our great friends at FanDuel. You can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. And here's what's real. This app is super easy to use. There is a wide range of betting options. You can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders. You know, if you want to inflict a little personal pain, go ahead and place a bet tonight on A.J. Brown's receiving yards in the Monday Night Football game. Lots of options there. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, and so each year right before the season starts, the NHL puts out a list of their top 50 players uh, right now. They do like a big countdown on the NHL network. And this year we have a couple of Nashville Predators uh, on the list. UC Soros Let's go. comes in at number 40, uh, right behind Tim Stutzla and Nico Heeshier, right in front of William Nylander and Kyle Connor. Uh, and then we have Roman Yossi coming in at number 24. Right behind Victor Hedman, right in front of Charlie McAvoy. Uh, yeah, and your thoughts on where these Preds are placed? 
I think it's a I think it's very interesting. Uh, each of them were fifth in their respective positions. So Saros was considered the fifth best goalie. Uh, Yossi, I think, was the fifth best defenseman. So that's kind of where they fall in the big picture as far as across the league in their positions. Um, I'm a little surprised at the ranking of Soros, if I'm being totally honest. Mm-hmm. I, I really am. And I feel like this is a case of, you know, people overlooking him. The The Hockey News did a writer's poll. And one of the questions was, who's in the Vesna conversation? And Soros tied for fourth. And I'm like, even that feels like y'all are underestimating what you see Saros can do and his value. So I feel like Saros is a little bit underestimated. Roman Yossi, like, I get that. Like, I feel like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, and and look, you know, let's see what they do this season. Um, I think Saros is going to be so important to this Predators mm-hmm. reset. So it'll be interesting to see how perception of him changes over the course of the season, regardless of kind of wins and losses. Saros is going to be so important. So how is that going to change? I don't know. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I think the four in front of Saros were Vasilevsky, Shisterkin, Sorokin, mm-hmm. and Hellebuck. Yeah. Um, you know, I would argue maybe Saros should be in front of some of those other guys, especially if you're talking about their play right this very instant. Right. Um, yeah, I think UC Saros is just one of those, you know, victims of players who, you know, maybe they get a little bit more support. Maybe you get they get a little bit deep more defensive help in front of them. Uh, and maybe they get, you know, a, maybe a little bit more scoring help to tilt some wins their way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, like maybe I think the reputation kind of gets, you know, a little bit more, oh, this is this is legitimately one of the best goalies in the NHL. Yes. Um, you know, it, it's funny, like, and this is no respect to Roman Yossi, and but, you know, if you're having me do this list, I would have said those two are flipped. I like, thought the like, same like, thing. Put Saros in the top 25 and have Yossi like at 40. Yes. I thought the exact same thing. I thought these numbers surprised me. I would have thought Saros would have ranked higher. And again, no disrespect to Roman Yossi, but just, you know, um, compared to other players in his position and value to the team, I would have thought that that Saros would have been top 25. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, he should. He yeah. should be top 25, uh, especially when you're just talking about like pure impact to a team. Like he is a massive impact player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like what you said, too, about let's see how perception changes with the defense in front of him, because we've talked about, you know, the Nashville Predators have seven NHL quality defensemen and then a slew of high quality young guys that are battling for positions. So let's see how this defense shakes out and if that does kind of affect perception for Soros, because I agree with you. I think wins and losses kind of affect his perception. I think um, goals against last season didn't really do him any favors as far as across the league respect, but so much of that really was not on him, you know, was on kind of the team in front of him. So let's, let's see how this changes. I'll be very interested to see where Soros ranks at the beginning of next season. Yeah. Speaking of next season, uh, here's a fun follow-up question, maybe putting you on the spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who do you think is most likely to be a third pred added to that list next year? What a great question. Um, 
you know, I think if you're talking about like veterans and stuff, just the little bit that I've seen, I think Ryan O'Reilly's going to garner some respect. If you're talking about like up and coming, I really think Cody Glass, y'all, Cody Glass has been such a delight in this training camp. This is a young man who is picking up where he left off at the end of last season, playing with a ton of confidence uh, in training camp. He's with Gus Nyquist, uh, Dennis Garyanov. Uh, he and Nyquist is, this is a little bit of magic there. And mm -hmm. I think Cody Glass, um, he is finishing on shots. He's playing a lot of stuff. Um, he's playing a lot in net front, which I think is a really great place for him. I think Cody Glass is going to jump in across the league as being like, okay, here is an up and coming two way player who is going to garner a lot more attention. So, you know, I, I really think Cody glass is going to be somebody who's going to start cracking these conversations. Yeah. Interesting pick. And, uh, I am not completely against you in that. <laughs> what about you? Who do you think is going to be the guy next year that's going to crack this? I mean, I would say just based on the offense, like Philip Forsberg is yeah. probably the guy that's going to maybe be the, the most likely, uh, you know, just because I think he's already got some respect around the league and, you know, you give him, you know, a year, like he had two years ago, like he yes. gets 40, maybe flirts with 50 goals this year. And I think people are starting to be like, Oh, okay. Like this was a really good player who was just kind of caught in a bad team for a couple of years. So, right. uh, yeah, I, I would say a good season from Forsberg and he's back, uh, in that conversation. Yeah. It'll be um, interesting to see. He is, it's going to be very fun to watch Philip Forsberg and Ryan O'Reilly y'all. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's out of the question that Joachim Kamel was up there in a couple of years. Uh, pure goal score, like some yeah. exciting times. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, they'll have to do some stuff on the ice too, to make it happen. And their first chance to do that again, uh, today, a double header against the Florida Panthers. We will be here tomorrow talking about some of our biggest takeaways uh, from the first two preseason games on tomorrow's episode. Uh, we also have a, a couple of crossovers still to get to. Uh, we're going to have one with the Chicago Blackhawks, Locked on Blackhawks later this week. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter X at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. And you can find me at penlayboxradio.com or on Twitter X at underscore NS Morgan. Yeah, that works. Uh, also, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Locked on Predators and you will find some good content there as well. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with some preseason recap. We'll see you then. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.